0: Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. Today we are going to discuss health, a specific health topic, that of something you may have never heard of, called homocysteine. And what what does it mean for you? Why do you need to know about homocysteine? Well, and why is it interesting? Well, I think it's interesting because I found out that there was some controversy and um, a scientist actually lost his job and got blackballed or canceled or whatever you want to call it um, by Harvard whenever he started to look into it. So we will find out more about that. Um, So let me just start out with some basics, okay? So if you Google... What is homocysteine? One of the top articles that you'll come up with is from WebMD, which I don't really recommend them at all because their stuff tends to be extremely simplified and skewed or biased towards uh, telling you basically, go to the doctor. So here's what they have to say on their website. Homocysteine is a common amino acid in your blood you get it mostly from eating meat. High levels of it are linked to early development of heart disease. Well, you can see right there, there is a bias against meat. They're claiming that you get homocysteine from eating meat. And if you have a lot of homocysteine, you have a risk of heart disease. Well, that is definitely not exactly true. <laughs> they are They're kind of uh, twisting the facts there. Okay, and what it says next is, in fact, a high level of homocysteine is a risk factor for heart disease. That part is true. And then it says it's associated with low levels of vitamins B6, B12, and folate, which is also called B9, as well as renal disease, which that's kidney disease. Research has shown, however, that getting your homocysteine levels down with vitamins doesn't reduce your chance of having heart disease. Now, that statement is questionable. Okay, then it says, why is homocysteine associated with a higher risk of heart disease? Here, they're honest and they say, doctors aren't sure. They're also not sure if your chance of having heart and blood vessel disease goes up if your homocysteine level is high. (laughs) There does appear to be a relationship between high levels of homocysteine and artery damage, which can lead to atherosclerosis, harding of the arteries, and blood clots. Okay, then they say, do I need to have my homocysteine level checked? Answer. There's no universal recommendation for checking homocysteine levels. The test is still relatively inexpensive, I mean expensive, they claim. It isn't widely available, they claim, and insurance rarely covers it. Well, that last part is true. Insurance doesn't want to cover it, but you can get your homocysteine levels checked, and it's not that expensive. So, if that's the only article you ever read, you will never know just how important homocysteine is to your health. Um, this article briefly mentions a connection to heart disease, but fails to mention the many other problems that are related to high homocysteine levels. It doesn't discuss, discuss the known benefits of B vitamin supplementation or other conditions besides heart disease. And it states that doctors aren't sure about all the details. But this is not 100% true. Saying that doctors aren't sure, that really doesn't mean anything. I mean, doctors are never, doctors or scientists, they really are never 100% sure about most things because that's how science works. You know, science is always finding out new information, right? So the fact that they have these connections, but yet they still don't want to test you, um, that is a clue that, that maybe there's a problem there. Maybe they don't, they don't want you to know there's a connection, or maybe they don't want to treat it. I don't know. That sounds like a conspiracy theory, I know. But the fact is, heart disease and the drugs that treat them, namely statins, um, and the off, many office visits and heart attacks and all that—that that costs a lot of money, and all that money funnels into the healthcare system and the big pharma system. So, uh, some you know, so doctors know that high, high homocysteine levels are associated with heart disease, but they they claim like they don't know what to do about it. So then they mentioned the B vitamins and it is true that the research that has been done has been the results of that research has not shown a definite improvement um, in like saving lives, but there could be other reasons for that. So in other words, B vitamin levels, or taking B vitamins, giving them to people who have high homocysteine levels has not always brought down the risk, you know, the number of heart attacks. But that just might mean that there are other things that need to be done as well. Because homocysteine is, it's not good. When it's high, it's not good. So they should be bringing it down with the B vitamins, even if that's not the only thing however um there are other there's other information that we're going to talk about you know related to this hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news Doctors do not normally even test for homocysteine, despite the known association with many other conditions in all ages and both sexes, not just older men. In fact, menopausal women can have uh, high homocysteine levels as well. So don't expect your family doctor or PCP to order a homocysteine test if you come in with some vague symptoms, such as anxiety, um, because they're not even going to associate that with it. So, you know, you can always ask for it. Um, have you ever heard of Kilmer McCulley? Well, me either, until today when I was listening to a podcast called The Keto Naturopath. He mentioned that Dr. McCulley had come up with a theory about heart disease and homocysteine that got him fired in 1979 by Harvard. And then he was also uh, canceled. And when Harvard tried to prevent people from giving him a job. So this was because his theory went against the prevailing wisdom, which was that heart disease was caused by cholesterol. And, um, but later in 1997, McCully was vindicated when others began to come out with research that proved that he was right about homocysteine and heart disease. And at that time, he published a book about this called The Homocysteine Revolution. Now, and get this, he works for the U.S. government at the Department of Veterans Affairs Medical Center. He's 88 years old, and Wikipedia still says that he is holding this position. He, he may be retired for all I know. But Macaulay was not totally debunking the uh, cholesterol theory of heart disease. So that may be why they let him come back. He, he advocates for a healthy diet free from processed foods. And I, and I haven't had a chance to find out his position on statins, which is a drug that I would personally not take so as we can see by Macaulay's story, when researchers come up with new ideas that threaten the profits of big pharma, they are, they are, um, they're squashed. So that's why it's so important to take charge of your own health, do your own research, find out what studies are being done. And what alternative treatments have been found to be helpful, even if, you know, the establishment claims, we don't know. We don't know if it works. You can still experiment with your own body and see how you feel. So, But why would you even want to do that? Well, because research has proven that there is an association of High levels of homocysteine with many conditions that are related to vascular health, including not just heart disease, but uh, neuropathy, because that's, you know, that's related to blood flow, cognitive impairment. You know, you got to get blood to the brain, infertility and birth defects and miscarriage, as well as stroke. And then all the, every type of mental health symptom you can think of, such as depression, attention deficit, learning disabilities, panic attacks, and anxiety. So they have definitely found a connection between high homocysteine levels and panic attacks. So knowing that, wouldn't you want to, you know, do whatever you could to lower your homocysteine levels if you're suffering Panic attacks are, you know, life-altering. So there is still a lot that scientists don't know. And to me, the reason they don't know is because maybe they don't want to know. But, or it could be that there's like a missing, a little missing piece of the puzzle that hasn't been found. You know, maybe, maybe B vitamin supplementation is not, the you know the answer but it could it can still help but in the meantime plenty of people are using b vitamin supplementation to help with symptoms maybe it it may not you know cure everything and it may not like fix your underlying problem like if you have the mthfr genetic mutation then you're gonna have you know, symptoms, depending on your mutation. Not everyone who has that mutation has symptoms, but if you do, then there's a good chance you could be helped by supplementation. So which B vitamins are they? B6, B12, and B9, which is called normally called folate or folic acid. And You can get tests for this, even if your doctor doesn't want to order them. You can order them online. Um, There's several different companies that, you know, you can just send in a swab, uh, you know, spit, swab, (laughs) saliva. Um, One of them is called empowerdxlab.com, and, um, you know, you can also get... So you can be tested for your homocysteine levels. You can be tested for the MTHFR gene mutations. You can also be tested for um, B vitamin deficiencies. So some of the risk factors for all of this besides the MTHFR gene are being male and, and being older. But if you have any kind of symptoms that a doctor is not helping you with, um, even gout is one of them, um, there, there's a, so many things are related to this that it wouldn't be a bad idea to ask your doctor, hey, have you ever heard, you know, could this be related to homocysteine levels? Um, I think migraines is probably another one that's related. I think I read that today I've been reading so much stuff. I I wanted to boil it down and to something, you know, just to let people know that homocysteine levels matter. And I did also listen to one podcast that mentioned the fact that they can actually be too low and it's pretty un, uncommon. But if, if you, um, if your levels are super low, that can also be a problem. So mention that if you're dealing, you know, if you're getting help from maybe a natural doctor or an osteopath or some, someone who actually tested you, you know, they should know that too low is also not good. And, you know, we live in a world with skyrocketing numbers of anxiety, depression, and people are spending billions of dollars on psychoactive medications. They're they're self-medicating with, you know, illegal drugs, with marijuana, with alcohol. Now people are taking mushrooms and all kinds of psychedelics. People are trying to feel better. So, you know, if it could be as simple as finding just the right dosage of B vitamins. Shouldn't we do that? I mean, to me, the B vitamin connection with schizophrenia and other, you know, bipolar and OCD is, it's demonstrated in the research. I mean, you can look it up yourself. There's plenty of research that has proven the connection. So this should be like the first thing that every psychologist and psychiatrist, does is tests for B vitamin deficiencies so many people who are depressed or mentally ill they don't eat right and you know they're living on energy drinks and caffeine which caffeine is another thing that can cause high levels of homocysteine that are already high so it can make it even worse (laughs) um but but you don't see that. I mean, you know, I've been to the doctor in the past and I've said, you know, I'm depressed. I'm anxious. Never tested B vitamins. That's, but that's why I do this research because I'm trying to feel better. And I, I'm, I'm going to test myself for the MTHFR gene mutation. And I'll let you know if I have it or not, but I'm, if I don't, I'll be shocked because I definitely have the symptoms. Um, um, So, you know, people who are taking prescription drugs for those mental health conditions, they have to deal with really bad side effects and even the risk of suicide in young people, which is a known risk. And sometimes these drugs might, you know, help their symptoms for a while, but then their effectiveness wanes over time. And um, you've even maybe seen on the news recently that, They admitted that chemical imbalances are not the actual cause of depression. So, you know, you've probably been told, oh, you have a chemical imbalance. You have a low serotonin or low dopamine or whatever. Well, there is something to that, but they don't really know why these drugs, these SSRIs work. And for some people, they do seem to help a lot, but they don't know why. In other words, they're just experimenting. They're experimenting on you. They're saying, well, try this. And you may take, you may try multiple different drugs and still not get the help you need. And that, or they might, you know, put you in a mental hospital. You could lose your job. You have to drop out of school, you know. And and they never even tried vitamin supplements or, and don't forget the vitamin D. I didn't really talk about that in this website, but low vitamin D is a known cause of seasonal depression. And so many people just don't go outside ever anymore. That low vitamin D is an epidemic. So I was kind of happy to see during COVID when they started recommending that people take vitamin D. Um, So as for heart disease, if anyone in your family had a heart attack, or, you know, has been told that they have, you know, artery problems or had to have stents or whatever, um, they might want to get their um, vitamin vitamin B levels tested. And, you know, it's, it's not that expensive. And or just start taking the vitamin B. So... On this article, I this is an article on my blog that I'm referring to. I did put some links on there so, to some different supplements that you could try. And I'm not just trying to sell supplements here. I really believe in B vitamins. I'm taking them, and I'm also taking the folate. And um, I'm also taking another one called NAC, N-A-C, which I can't remember the actual you know, what that NAC stands for, but they say that that's another one that you might want to take along with magnesium. Um, but go to the methyl-life.com website and you can read all about the MTHFR supplements. And, and in my opinion, those supplements could also be used for all the other homocysteine related conditions. So, you know, thinking about why why is it more being done to find out the connection, you know, between high homocysteine and all these health problems and what to do about it? And I think the answer always comes down to money and researchers need grant money. And if big pharma doesn't want you doing research on that, you're not going to get very much money. And right now it seems like all the, the money is going to, mRNA um you know genetic gene type drugs so they probably are just going to blow this off until they can fix your genetic mutation instead of giving people some relief now with b vitamins (laughs) and other vitamins um You know, interestingly, I went on the CDC website and I did a search for homocysteine. And I couldn't find anything on there about heart disease and homocysteine. And they have a whole page about heart, heart health, and nowhere on there does it mention taking B vitamins. And and they will tell you the reason, you know, I didn't see this on there, but I saw it somewhere else. Well, you know, we haven't proven that taking B vitamins actually helps. Well, it might. <laughs> it might help. So what do they want you to do? They, they tell you to change your diet, and that's important to do. But we all know that with inflation, a lot of people are not eating healthy diets because they can't afford it. And not only that, the food that you buy in the store is not always healthy. Like You really should be getting organic, in-season, fruits and vegetables, and fresh meat, not uh, factory meat or whatever, and you should be eating fish and quality chicken, quality eggs. That's what one thing that you should eat every day is at least one egg, at least one, if not two or three, because eggs are are very high in nutrients of all kinds and they can actually help you with some of these nutritional deficiencies. So, you can take charge of your own health while we wait for big pharma to find a way to make money off of homocysteine treating, you know, treatments and drugs. You can change your diet, you can exercise, and you can stop taking drugs that actually raise your homocysteine levels one of which is well actually a lot of them are very um common drugs uh, let's see i had a list of those well oh, i can't find it but it's it's on my blog so go to my blog looseguysandgreenpastures.com and there's a link to a list of the drugs and one of them is is common antacid drugs that a lot of people are given. Uh, you know, the thing is, most of us just, we just want to take a pill, right? We We don't want to go on a diet. We want to eat sugar. We want to drink alcohol. We want fast food. We want, you know, bread. We want noodles. We want you know, we don't like vegetables and fruit is, we? oh, it's expensive, but it's really not, you know, I mean, our health is worth buying healthy food, but some people literally can't afford healthy food. So, you know, but if you, if you want to feel better, I mean, people are overweight and they're, they have no energy. They're trying to prop themselves up with caffeine. When if you, if you could make yourself get past the sugar addiction and, and and it's junk food, junk food is addicting. I remember when I used to eat junk food all the time, like fast food and stuff, it took a little while to break that habit and sugar. I definitely have a sugar addiction and I know, and I know that some of it is related to this MTHFR Gene mutation. That's why I'm trying to fix that with the with the proper vitamins to help me get off my sugar addiction. Um, so, what else can you do? You need to get enough sleep. You need to stop smoking. Smoking is definitely correlated with heart disease, even though it's not it's not a hundred percent correlated because they. In Japan, they have very low levels of heart disease, but they have a lot of people smoke. So just because something's correlated, you know, or, you know, uh, associated doesn't mean it's the cause. So we have to be careful about that. Um, So don't expect to just like go to Walmart and get like some multivitamin or some, you know, cheap gummies or something multivitamin gummies and all your problems are going to be fixed because number one a lot of those vitamins are not quality vitamins you need to get quality supplements and um they're nature made they sell nature made at walmart it's not too bad i mean they actually have a pretty decent selection at walmart but don't buy the cheapest stuff I mean it doesn't have to be super expensive, but I wouldn't go to the dollar store for my vitamins and if you If you're taking some cheap vitamins and you don't feel better, buy some different ones. <laughs> plus something important that you have to know is that there are different forms of B vitamins, and they're the ones that people need are for people with m t h f r they need to be a specific kind of B vitamin called a methyl. So research that. I, I did another blog about this on the methyl, the methyl vitamins that you can read. But the thing is, if you want to get well, you're going to have to take charge of your own health. If you're counting on modern medicine to help you, you've been going to doctors for years, but you're, you're not really getting better then you're going to have to become your own health detective. You're going to have to, you know, start keeping a little notebook and write down the things that you've tried and the things that didn't work. But from, in my experience, almost everyone is going to feel better if they quit eating fast food, quit smoking, quit drinking and start taking some decent vitamins and getting some exercise and sunshine, you know, you have to do like those basic things. And then if you still feel bad, you know, you may need more specific things. And I know a lot of people do all that and they are still sick because they have real diseases and they need medication. I'm not saying that everyone is going to be cured by taking B vitamins, but there is definitely a connection between the homocysteine and the B vitamins. And it is worth trying since we know that B vitamins do lower homocysteine. No no one is disputing the fact that taking B vitamins lowers homocysteine. The only thing they're disputing is whether or not it can prevent heart attacks. But that's not the only problem with high homocysteine. So that's what I said earlier in this podcast. So anyway, if you want to read the research that I was reading earlier today, you can read it on my blog. There's a, a lot of big words, you know, such as methylation and methyl... In tetrahydrofolate reductase and, you know, there's a lot of big words. If you want to read that stuff, go to my blog and read it. You can read about the actual word for elevated homocysteine is hyperhomocysteinemia. And you can read a study that found persistent differences between males and females With males always having higher levels of homocysteine, you can read a a study about depression that found that children diagnosed with depression also had low B12 and high homocysteine levels. Um, So they're associated with depression. Does that mean it caused the depression or do they just go together? I don't know, but we can still supplement it and see how they do. And another study that I have on here about pregnancy, this, that found a connection between elevated homocysteine during pregnancy with and miscarriages. And you, I've read some studies that said that you know women who supplemented supplemented with high doses of methylated folate during pregnancy were able to carry their baby, their pregnancies to term. So, I would be, you know, really curious to know if this is related to the fact that my daughter's brain did not finish developing. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if that was related to, and I, you know, there's so much to research that I haven't had time to do at all. Um, that's why I'm asking you just to get out there and do your own reading. But I'll, I'll continue to share the things that I learned about homocysteine and B vitamins. And the last article on the blog is one from JAMA, and that's the Journal of Medical, the American Medical Association. And this is what it says. There is strong evidence that elevated plasma homocysteine levels constitute an important risk factor for vascular disease, including ischemic stroke. Um, This seems to be independent of other factors. Independent of other factors. And since homocysteine levels can usually be lowered by vitamin therapy, which is inexpensive, well-tolerated, and perceived to be natural, this association has attracted much attention in the medical as well as the lay community. That is true. There is a need for clinical research in this area, yes. And it says, and I thought this was kind of interesting to read, Given the intense public interest in medicine and nutrition, many patients will not wait for definitive studies. And why should they? And practicing neurologists will be faced with the need to give advice based on limited information. Well, you know what? What's the risk? It's not like taking vitamins is going to hurt you. While some have argued in favor of prescribing vitamin supplements without measuring homocysteine levels, the effectiveness of that practice is unknown, and some patients may require higher-than-normal doses to normalize homocysteine concentrations. These issues and others will be the focus of intense clinical investigations over the next decade. Well, guess when that was posted, or written? 1999. December 21st, 1999, 22 years have gone by and has anything changed? No, nothing has really changed based on what I read today. I didn't find anyone advocating that people be given B vitamins 22 years later. So take charge of your own health. Thanks for listening to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. And don't forget to go to my blog where you can read the link of the list of symptoms for the MTHFR genetic mutations. And you can also find the links for B vitamins if you want to try them. And also the links to the tests that you can order and do yourself without even having to go to the doctor. And um, you can read these research articles for yourself. So I hope you found this helpful. Have a great day. Bye-bye.